Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Welcome to the Rose Podcast number 631, fifth anniversary episode. Is this it? Is this it? Is this it? But, but it was brought to us by a couple sponsors, Jonah Ray. Oh, I'd love to hear what they are, Chris. What are you looking at? No, I just, like, I felt wetness on my legs. Then I felt them and smelled them. What did you step in? No, it was like on my jeans. I think it was the, uh, I wasn't sure if it was pee or the uh, the faucet in the water. Why would there be pee wetness on your legs? I don't know, because I, I was peeing at a urinal, and I don't know if there was fl- splashback. There would have to be a tremendous amount of splashbacks if you could, if you, for your jeans to feel wet. That sounds like you just peed directly onto your leg. But I didn't. That's why I was confused. Are you sure. That's why I had to check. And what did you determine? That it was not pee because it doesn't smell like pee. Okay, not yet. Not yet, but I mean, it would happen. It's fresh. Yeah. Yo, that pee is fresh. Yeah. 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 Hey, not... no pussy talking Jonah for the fifth anniversary. Or Bruce Gutter. No. What yeah. happened? We, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just, uh, I was a bit uncomfortable, <laughs> you know, sitting eye to eye with the, uh, with people. Uh, you know, I get uncomfortable. Like, you really uh, still? Yeah. I just, you know, I, I know I should get over it, but that one, that one time, <laughs> that one time in Portland, just that's, uh, that's how I, uh, think everyone's going to end up responding to me by telling you they hate you. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, one it's one guy in Portland, like there's one girl, it was a one girl in Portland four years ago. And it like, yeah, for some reason it just kind of like, it just damaged me in the way where it's like. I kind of get mild panic attacks when we do live shows. Aww. Well, you were really funny on this one. Thanks. This was a last-minute thing that we decided to do was just basically have a fifth anniversary show at Meltdown. We thought yeah. like like a week and a half, maybe two weeks before, and then a bunch of people showed up, and and it was yeah. it was. I mean, we are you know it it is sort of like we are it is kind of a like a a fun spiritual circle jerk about like oh yeah. remember when but it was so, it's so amazing and incredible for me to sit there with you guys to know that we have been doing this for five years that it's we've had all these amazing experiences and we're still doing it and it's still fun and yeah and if and, anything it's I, I you know it's more fun than it ever has been before it's just a you know like a good relationship it just kind of continues to like we, we find new ways to make each other laugh well, because at this point we're not sitting around going what are we going to talk about it's just like oh we know we just yeah we just know how did we just know we just talk we yeah yeah and like it's uh you know it's always it's always great to be surprised by your friends making you laugh as hard as they do you know that's a that's like a it's a joy so there were it was technically a hostful but it was kind of a uh hostful plus because uh we had katie came out and talked for a bit kyle came out and talked for a bit yeah. uh, your mom my mom came out and talked for a bit yeah um and it was great a lot of a lot of awesome diehard fans there a lot of people just packed it in everyone was incredibly sweet i got this amazing gift from a, a girl who put on a 
uh, high school play version of Night Living Dead. Yes. Uh, yeah, That's just, in there. That's all in yeah, there. Yeah, it's all in there. So we'll stop doing the pre-roll yeah. hostful and then get to the actual fifth anniversary show. And, you know, as I said on the podcast when we were doing it live... Um, I cannot thank you enough for listening and sharing this with your friends and and uh, sharing your stories about you know how the podcast has uh, affected your life in various ways, uh, mostly positive and uh, and it, it because it is still as amazing for us to do it and still freaky that people that we can do it and people know what it is and that yeah. they want to be on it and that people in the street know it and you know it's uh, it really this this thing changed my entire life changed and all, all of our all lives, of our lives yeah. and uh, and and we couldn't have done that without you guys listening so thank you so much anniversary show episode number because we didn't we never did it at, like a special thing for the anniversary so no. we had to do this for number five and yeah. I'm glad we did me too uh, episode number 631 and we took some video and we'll be posting that at Nerdist.com if it's not up already then it'll be up very soon cool uh, alright Katie roll the thing Matt, uh, I we didn't know about that video. That was a complete surprise. It was that actually was a complete surprise? T- thank you so much, Phil and, and Ash and Deb and everyone who Brian contributed to that. And, and Jesus, Brian. thank Jesus. Yep. First and foremost, I'd like to thank Jesus. I'd like to, I will thank, thank the Lord for yeah. His uh, it's been a great five years. Yeah, yeah, so we're going to take so it in a different direction yeah. from five to ten. It's all going to be about the oh. Lord. Just, yeah. <laughs> We and tricked you guys. We're yeah. just here to preach. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard the good word? This is better than church. It only costs $5. Yeah. <laughs> you're all sinners and you're going to hell unless you do exactly what we say. That's how it works, yeah. right? That's how it works. Ass to mouth. Whoa. So soon in the beginning. <laughs> Usually we edit that out. Now everyone knows that's the first thing oh you say. Oh my God, I just realized. Guys, it's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The uh, so the podcast started five years ago, Super Bowl Sunday, two thousand ten. Uh, really quickly, the story goes that um, I was pregnant. I was pregnant, <laughs> and I <laughs> pregnant. Yeah. I wish I had and water in my mouth. I didn't want to keep it, so abortion. Uh, I, <laughs> I just love that you said abortion. Yeah. That's how the kids the are referring was to the it. A. Yeah, abortion. Hashtag abortion. Oh man, I gotta uh, guys, go get a straight up boarded again. Straight up boarded. If you want to see Fox bring back abortion, uh, hashtag X Files. I love Frank Borshin in the original Batman. Yeah. Uh, all right, so. Uh, so five years ago, I, I had been thinking for about a year I wanted to do a podcast. I had sort of, you know, I had talked to, I had talked to Marin about it a little bit. I had talked to, um, I had talked to Pardo. I had talked to Doug. And it just felt like something I wanted to do. But my back, I, I had a background in radio, so I thought, well, the show's got to be super produced. Uh, and then... <laughs> And then, I, and then I went and did uh, Corolla's podcast like the week that he got fired from radio and started a podcast. I was like, oh, yeah, you could just talk to people the way that comics talk backstage. Uh, at the same time, I was up for a job. The job, I thought, was going to sort of change my life and make more people come out to see me live, which was always my ultimate goal. And uh, it was a show on E! The show got canned uh, and before we even made it to air, and I'm glad it did. And I was so angry that the show didn't go and like, fuck it, I'm going to start a podcast and it'll just be mine and no one can do anything about it. Because 
you know, this business, there's just no, you have no control. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to, I can control a podcast. I, I can make that myself. So I called Jonah, uh, who I had been friends with. Um, Jonah used to, I met Jonah in the California, Southern California open mic circuit when he was 19 years old and I was still drunk Peter Hardwick. I used to make Jonah drive me to Jack in the Box at 2 a.m. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you want a spot, you better Jack this box. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, buddy, who wants to drive the singled-out guy for snacks? Yeah. And, of course, Jonah was from, from Hawaii, so he was like, yeah, bro, or whatever you guys yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're my ohana. It's what we do. In, uh, in Hawaii, it's called Kalani in the Box, right? It's a totally different... No, it's not. It's still called Jack in the Box, Chris. It's, <laughs> no, it's, it's part of the United States. You don't have enough letters in your alphabet to be called it We that. have enough. No, you don't. And so uh, Matt Myra had been producing the Comedy and Everything Else podcast with Jimmy Dore and Todd Glass. Uh, and then I had, I had met him at the Apple Store. He was working on the floor of the Apple sure Store. Sure was. You know, talk, and, you know, he was a frequenter of the UCB of Comedy Death Ray and when it was still called Death Ray. Mm-hmm. And so we talked and I went back in periodically. And then Matt started doing that podcast with Jimmy and Todd. And so I called Jonah and said, hey, do you want to do a podcast? I and said, what's a podcast? Yep. I had no idea Did what you it was. Really? No, I thought well, like the Ricky Gervais show. Yeah, that was the only thing That's I knew the about a podcast. One. That's the yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, Jonah, I, I called him on a Thursday. I found out I didn't get this show like on a Saturday. On a Thursday, I called Jonah, and then also I called keep in mind I, I was writing on that show, so I also didn't get a job. Oh right, that was yeah. the, the Daily Ten reboot. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. we were both both in a bad bad situation. And, and I was just working at the Apple Store. <laughs> right. So I was in a great situation. Yeah. <laughs> So I call. So then I called Matt. And I was like, "Do you want to produce this show? Like, will you come on from comedy and everything else?" And he was like, "Yeah, I think I'd probably do that." And uh, it's a really good me. <laughs> Actually, that sounds like Matt's impression of you. Yes, it does. <laughs> That's exactly what that sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. I think we're gonna do that. So. So uh, what ended up happening was Matt was initially going to produce the show. But then I just was became such a control freak about it that I just ended up doing it for the um, for the first handful. And Matt's stars yep. shone too bright. Yep. yep. <laughs> you cannot contain a nuclear reaction like this. No. Unless uh, you reroute main power through the secondary. No, couple. stop oh. it. So uh, so I called Matt and John on Thursday. I called up Tom Lennon and said, "Do you want to be on our first podcast?" And he said, "Sure. I, I don't give a shit about football either." So we went to Tom's house, Super Bowl Sunday, two thousand ten. Recorded our first podcast. We just had a conversation. Posted it uh, the next day on Monday. Recorded it on a Sunday. I don't think Jonah's mic was really on it, in that first episode. Well, I, 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 you know, I went out and bought a bunch of equipment and tried to that make ended it. ended up getting stolen out of my Honda Civic. Yes. Um, if you're here, keep it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're here, way to go with the long con. <laughs> here, I thought it'd be funny. You can have yeah. it back now. Wow. Marin. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I never thought it would last. <laughs> I, I could buy my own microphones, all that stamps money. <laughs> yeah, tell Myra thanks for constantly giving my WTF <laughs> call sign in the intros. So um, anyway, uh, yeah, that that was it. And when I and when we started the podcast, I said to the guys like, we have to make a deal with the with the listening audience that we will always post a podcast every week. That's the deal. You you guys show up, we'll have content there every week. One year turned into two years, which turned into two podcasts a week. Three years turned into three podcasts a week. And six podcasts a week. <laughs> and, five, and five years later, 
the thing that was really just for us to have fun and maybe get some more people out to live shows has become the most significant thing I've ever done in my life. Um, the most special thing we've gotten to talk to the most incredible people. I'm like, we text each other all the time after podcasts and like, how the fuck is this happening? And, uh, and also has, you know, brought all you guys here and been the cornerstone of, of, of Nerdist Industries, basically. So thank you so much for showing up yeah. tonight and for allowing us to enjoy your burrito. And then we leave. Uh, what do you think has, what do you think has, in the beginning, we, you know, we, I feel like we've all kind of grown as... Because the show's not really an interview. I shrank. It's more of a, yeah. The, <laughs> Joan and I are a lot closer to the middle of these chairs than we would have been five years ago. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we used to interrupt each other a lot in the beginning. We no, we never did that. No, yeah, we, we did, did sometimes. I don't think so. I certainly never did. Yeah, you never, yeah, but I you did. And that. then you, like, started... I want to get my, like, my joke in. Dave Matthews! Uh, <laughs> honestly, for the first year, I was writing in the description, you know... The guest says something, I say something, Jonah says something, and Matt still loves the Dave Matthews band. That yeah. was. In but you would always write, and somehow, and Matt somehow still Matt likes Dave Matthews band. Yeah. Which I feel like is why we've never been able to book Dave Matthews on the podcast. <laughs> and everyone put that on me. They, th- they think I'm the one that hates Dave Matthews because I'm the fucking hipster of the group. Right. And they're like, oh, you hate Dave Matthews. I was like, that's Chris. They're like, Chris would never say anything mean. Yeah, they're right. <laughs> I know. The funny thing is. Of the three of us, Jonah is actually the sweetest one. <laughs> and so we would go do live shows, and people would be like, uh, fuck Jonah, Team Matt. And Jonah's like, I wanted I <laughs> I'm a human being. Because, <laughs> you know, for the first couple of years, Jonah was like comedy grumpy on the show, but in real life, he was always the sweetest one. So it was always, it was always reversed, and now... That's why I'm having a hard time making eye contact with everyone here. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> Look up. I can't. I'll, uh, I'll look at my friends from the Meltdown Joe. Hey, guys. Thanks for sitting up front. So, uh, so how, 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 what, what has changed for you in the last five years, Jay Ray? So much more pussy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, D. Yeah. No, no, I've, uh, I've learned a lot uh, through just uh, doing this podcast. It's like, you, it's like a front row seat to seeing uh, one of your best friends interview uh, some of the you know, most inspiring people uh, uh, like, in, like in entertainment. And it's been like, really awesome. It's just like, having, like going to college and you're the only student. And then Matt is there, too. Uh, <laughs> Matt's the one leaning in going, I already knew that. <laughs> oh, shut up, I'm taking notes. <laughs> Uh, but uh, just uh, it's been really great to not only like uh, become better friends with you guys through doing it, but also just to see Chris really uh, just uh, b- uh, blossom from just like a, uh, a rich guy to a really rich guy. <laughs> That's been yeah. like I mean almost super rich. You're getting yeah. there. Uh, no, I have enjoyed no. that part of the process as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh. No, but it's uh, you know it's uh, to, the the fact that you still bring us along even though you don't necessarily need to. It just it's really awesome that like I uh, don't like doing the show without you guys. And and what you know, unfortunately, fortunately, the, the good news, bad news is we've all gotten. <laughs> which one's good news? Which one's bad news? <laughs> you decide. Uh, but you know, it, we. I would love to have everyone there at every podcast. But the good news for everyone is that everyone's working more, and you know. Jonah's working on a ton of stuff, and Matt's writing on At Midnight. He's doing nine other podcasts, and he's and so I can't stop. <laughs> Let's addicted. talk about James Bond, guys. Uh, uh, actually, Matt, this is your intervention. Gorley, can you uh, <laughs> Mosier's on oh, here? God, yeah. 
So it's, you know, that's why this year we're actually actively trying to do more hostful podcasts because Matt and Jonah can't be at everyone in the middle of the day. But it's funny, a couple years ago, when, it, when you guys were appearing less and less frequent, frequently, you'd see on the, on the comment threads, people would be like, man, this is the beginning of the end, man. It's like, <laughs> people start freaking out. But it's not, yeah. it was really just a scheduling thing. But now we actually are all just like tr- figuring it out more. We're figuring yeah. it out, guys. Yeah, we're, we're Five do- years. We're doing our best. <laughs> we're, we're really doing our Which best. Which anniversary is this? If uh, this was uh, the bronze? What is it? The, uh, the bronze? Paper? Paper? What is it? I think it's whatever the composite material in 3D printers is. Uh, magic? It's, it's magic. <laughs> Use the magic anniversary. This is the magic anniversary. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, the, the show has become, it really is a learning experience for me. I'm genuinely, if I'm asking questions, because we never prepare before shows, I'm just kind of let the conversation go wherever it's going to go and let the guests sort of dictate what the energy is. And it's, it, it it's a genuinely I've learned so much from the people on and this last one we did with Bill Gates and I ended up we ended up talking to someone from the the epidemiologist who works at the Gates Foundation and then uh, Julie Sunderland who manages their their charity fund kind of made me think like we should do like I would like to kind of regularly do more TED talky ones where it's like we have scientists on and uh, you know like uh, doctors and and teachers and you know thought leaders mm-hmm. uh, I think it'd be kind of fun to every once in a while do some fun educational ones that'd be fun yeah. too yeah with fart so yeah just <laughs> <laughs> polio <laughs> what? just to like make it fun Right? Polio? Pulio, Matt. Pulio. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Pulio. <laughs> Is there, uh, what, what's, what's changed the most for you in the last five years? <laughs> Everything? Yeah. Uh, God, I, I have a career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, am not keeping up with the latest Mac updates. Yep. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been weird. I sort of when I moved out to LA, I was like, "I'll five years, buddy," and then you're going back to Massachusetts if nothing's going on. And then uh, five years in, I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm on Attack of the Show, and I got this podcast that I'm doing. I guess I can't go back to Boston." Yeah, uh, but it's fine. I can fly there anytime I want. I'm super rich, guys. <laughs> Uh, no, you're not. You spend all that money on useless guitars. Uh, they're not useless. They're really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I was playing three of them tonight. What were the other 20 doing? <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting. <laughs> Just waiting for their turn. <laughs> waiting for some sweet, sweet John Mayer to be played through them. <laughs> yeah. I, feel like, I feel like you could do a late night... Uh, commercial uh, for like uh, underprivileged guitars who don't get enough attention, just like really slow dissolves. Well, of... it's funny you say. I uh, Kyle's brother uh, is left-handed and a guitar player, and I was like, I have these guitars I don't ever touch. There's a couple that stay in their case, and then I got I brought him over to the house, and I was like, Here, these are yours now. You'll play them, and it was like I felt like fucking Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it just was like a great feeling to go, like, and then. Yeah, like, that, that's, called, that's called you doing something selfless for another oh. human being. That's what that feeling is. Yeah, it made me feel like a rich person. I was like, <laughs> guys, you gotta try this. <laughs> it was fucking awesome to be like, and then, like, he got to, like, because being left handed, first of all, guys, it's not great. 
All right. Yes, I'm probably going to be more successful than you. I'm probably smarter. I'm left-handed. We get it. Yeah, you'll but live longer. more smug than anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, we actually live less because we die in accidents because it's a right-handed world. <laughs> should open <laughs> uh, oh no this one uh, but like the, it's like a, just to talk guitar, guitars for a second it's just whenever I go into like a guitar center there's uh, all these beautiful beautiful guitars and then like two Mexican Stratocasters racist. I mean it's not it's not it's not racist where they're built Stratocastores yes and it's just like always a bummer because it's always the same guitar that is in every guitar. And there's two out of like 300 guitars. So bringing Kyle's brother over and being like, hey, buddy, they're all left-handed. Oh, <laughs> was it like that scene in The Karate Kid where Miyagi was like, choose? Nope. Okay. <laughs> and he, gets to, he picks a car? Yeah. Yeah. No. Not like that at all? It wasn't like that. Fine. Try, try go with it, Matt. Just try go with it. Well, it wasn't like that, Jonah. <laughs> I wasn't trying to fuck him. <laughs> wax on, wax me off. That was. <laughs> That's what the Karate Kid's about. <laughs> so, uh, what? What? Shut up, Cal. Uh, <laughs> Is there anything about the podcast that you guys would change, or do you think... Aries? I don't think this is a time or place for this, Chris. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it was a little weird. We're uh, all here to be happy. All right, well, get out our, get out our list. Okay. <laughs> here are our demands. <laughs> How about this? How about this? Um, favorite moment. Do you have a favorite moment from the five years where you're... <laughs> well, I think... No, I... My favorite, I think my... Well, Taking a private jet, Matt? Was that it? That was fucking awesome. <laughs> if you haven't listened to the latest feed, I'd describe it in detail. Uh, my favorite moment, I think, was uh, Mel Brooks uh, fucking writing my name on the album to sign to Jonah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then crossing it out and then writing to Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> And it was like the perfect encapsulating of everything. He understood yeah. the, your dynamic. Yes, he totally understood your dynamic. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was that, the 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 Mel Brooks was probably our, like my favorite too. Yeah. It just I was kind of in shock after it happened. Me and Matt drove back after that, and then right when Matt got out of the car, I started to cry. <laughs> I uh, it's it's weird. Uh, the, the, I've explained this before. I think where it's um it's uh we get to meet these people because of these people. It's a, it's like a weird uh, version of time travel. Yeah. Where it's uh because of you know uh, Weird Al or Mel Brooks or Tom Hanks or any of these people that we talked to, we got into doing what we wanted to do, like with performing and comedy and entertainment, and then and then we get to meet them. So because of them, we get to meet them, and it's just kind of a weird circular thing that makes you kind of uh, your head spin. And then that's when I started sobbing in my car <laughs> on, on Wilshire Boulevard. I had to pull over. A lot of his stories end that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jonas has got uh, some air pressure problems. He's <laughs> always in a plane. God. I was watching What Planet Are You From the other day. <laughs> when Annette Benning starts singing High Hopes because uh, she got pregnant. Oh, you're not doing a bit right oh, now. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that was great. He was uh, learning how to be human. I think... Uh, there, there's a handful of moments that stick out to me where I go, oh shit, I can't believe we're actually, this is a thing that we're doing. The f one of, I think one of the first ones was 
when uh, we went to the Wiltern Theater and podcast Jeff Tweedy because Wilco was playing. That's, yeah, that's and good. then they let us, and I just kind of, I just said, well, is it right if we record their sound check and maybe we can get like a live performance out of it? And they they go, sure. Um, and uh, by the way, uh, I'd like to have a huge hand for Ashley, uh, Olivia, and Debbie Wonder who book all of our guests. <laughs> Deb, they came to us from Conan. I was working with them on Talking Dead, and the first season of Talking Dead, I, I was basically running out of friends. And so I said, you guys book Conan, and you book Talking Dead. If I just give you a little extra money, can you guys come in and, and help book guests? And they came in, like, way above and beyond, and book, you know, because Deb books... If there's a band on the show, uh, Deb, Deb booked bands for, for Conan, and so she got us Wilco, and... She asked them if we could record the sound check, and they said yes. And I'd invited Will Wheaton because he was the one that got me into Wilco. And so the I moment- just found the picture. I just in that time hop app. I got the picture the other day of you, you and Will watching Wilco sound check, which was like it was like a private concert because the stage was all done up. They were playing in like two hours, three hours, and they played a full set. And Will and I were just sitting in the empty Wiltern Theater, like going a lot of Will in this story. I yeah, was, there I was, was like Will. <laughs> I was also sitting there, but because I don't have a will in my name, I, yeah. I guess there's not a way to mention me. You know, I also you know, I, was, uh, I, was, I missed that episode. I yeah. wasn't there. I was sitting there with Will, going, "This is what the podcast should be." <laughs> uh, Just me behind him taking pictures. So <laughs> that sticks out. Um, the I think the the podcast with my dad was probably the most significant conversation I had ever had with my father. M- my entire life. I just happened to be in Memphis. I happened to have the Zoom, and I go, you know, he's a great storyteller. I'll just sit down and talk to him. And what followed was, like, the most humanizing experience that changed the relationship that we had from then on. We got so much closer, and I released it on Father's Day, and the secondary Father's Day present for him was seeing all the comments, hundreds, like, the most engaged, I think even more than Tom Hanks, most engaged comment threads of people going, uh... You know, I'm. This made me closer to my father. This made me decide to call my parents. This made me miss my dad. It's very special that you did this. And then when he died uh, a little over a year ago, I was so like, I I would get upset thinking about what if I hadn't recorded that episode. So mm-hmm. the podcast hasn't just changed like on a professional level, but on a personal level, I feel like it's made us closer. It's gotten me closer to friends because unfortunately, the times we catch up are the times we sit down to have them on the yeah. podcast and it's unfortunate that a work reason does that but uh across every sector this you know this has been such a significant and special thing for me and it's just it's crazy that a whole audience of people out there has has been along for that cuz you forget a lot of the time when you're recording like oh, other people are going to hear this like this isn't just this isn't just for us wait what are yeah they- yeah <laughs> uh so uh, you know do do you have any significant uh, I mean, fucking sitting in a room with Paul fucking McCartney is pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't say a word to the end. <laughs> I tried I in the beginning. I uh, tried. You I was know like what? a fucking, like, next to a, like a hot girl going, oh, you like almond milk? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's the first question you ask a hot girl. <laughs> Do well, you yeah, like that's, almond milk? It's a euphemism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast. Do you like almond milk or nut butter? Uh, <laughs> but, but these guys in the Paul McCartney podcast were so adorable because they were just like this the whole time. Like I could see the, 
trying to look cool, but just too tense. To, and then I think at a certain point I was like, do you guys want to ask a question? And Paul's like, yeah, you really dominated the conversation. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then the questions that you both asked were such fucking great questions. Yeah. Your, yours, yours was about the track that... Uh, Temporary Secretary for Temporary, Paul McCartney too. Yes, and yeah. yours was about... Uh, Guitars. Yes. <laughs> but... Uh, He's yeah, a I, lefty. I he is. He is a lefty. Yeah. He strung his guitar upside down. Yeah. I was there for the podcast. We learned a lot, guys. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's but I love. You know, I love that Kyle. Come here and sit down for a sec. This is Kyle Clark, by the way. Kyle. Wow, I've never seen him move so fast. I got long legs. Okay, it's two steps. <laughs> also, hey, two step, great Dave Matthews song. Go ahead. Uh... <laughs> two steps too many, if you ask me. <laughs> Kyle, I brought on to the podcast because I realized that um, they're, the, the, most of the podcasts are just they're, they're, they're just all riffing, especially the hostfuls are just all riffing. And so I never go back and listen to the podcast because I don't have time. And so I was like, Kyle, I'm going to bring you on. Just take notes. If I say anything, not anything anyone else says, but if I say something that you think I should explore as a bit, just take show notes for me. And so that's why we started bringing Kyle on and then... You started sitting into some of the pod. You sat in for the Rollins podcast, mm-hmm. and then the internet responded the way the internet normally responds, which is in the beginning, it's like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And now, <laughs> I've noticed like the last year, people are like, "I'd really love to hear more from Kyle." Like now, you you know, like now you big fan of those people. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, it's not so all weird. Of them. <laughs> yeah. The, the screen oh, names a- are like C K Clark forty seven, <laughs> Kyle Clark K- is Clark awesome, 59. Kyle Clark is bitching. <laughs> I do believe Tittyfucker86 also said it once, though. It's 87, but whatever. <laughs> but uh, Kyle is uh, at Cl- Kyle Clark is rad hey on uh, Twitter if you want to follow him. But uh, how has the experience been for you? It has been such a surreal thing because I started off just like everybody else in this room, just a huge fan of the podcast. I uh, was a, doing open mics and would just drive out to Hollywood to go and do stuff. So I would listen to the Nerdist driving to stuff. I like actually earlier today. I had a distinct memory of sitting in my car listening to the first podcast you guys did from Nerd Melt, the Black Dynamite one. Oh, and thinking oh, to myself, wow. those guys are so cool, and this is like a thing, and it's like in the back of a comic book store, and they're like dudes, like and Matt works at the Apple Store, and like Jonah likes bands that I like, and like Chris was in House of a Thousand Corpses. No, <laughs> I was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It took me well, two out of three. It, it took bad. me. <laughs> It Shut up, me, Meatloaf. <laughs> it took me two years of knowing you before I wore my Captain Spaulding shirt. <laughs> and then I started going, oh, Spaulding. And I was like, oh, okay, we're good. <laughs> and, and to uh, working here, like I started interning and then working with Matt on the open mic and then filling in for Matt on the open mic when Constantly. he became rich. And, uh, uh, and then that's been my baby for like three years now. I was literally on this stage for the last two hours before the show running that. And, and then I hired Kyle to, to work on um, Talking Dead. Yeah, so Kyle... I work on Talking Dead and doing Nerd Turns, the, the season two-season show I did for the Nerdist channel. It's This is all so far beyond anything I could have fathomed happening, being just like a dude in Simi Valley going, oh, I really want to tell jokes. And Kyle also, just so you know, like Kyle's, Kyle lives way out in... It's a half an hour. It's not that far. It's guys. so fucking far. <laughs> guys, uh, I don't know if you've been to the Reagan Library, but that's But where I'm it also is. on the closer side of town. That's on the other side of town. And Kyle uh <laughs> Brody Stevens. <laughs> he lived in Simi. Simi <laughs> Valley. Like, he's like Simi Valley's own Kyle Clark. Haskell Boulevard, look into it. <laughs> 
the four and twenty. It's a restaurant. It was all orange groves. <laughs> but uh, Kyle, Kyle was a substitute teacher. Like that was. was that was his job. He went in and, and taught. Couldn't kids. Couldn't make it permanent, huh, buddy? No. <laughs> Still on that's, the call list. That's though. crazy. You look like a substitute teacher. I never knew that. That's the it's the cardigans. That'll yeah. that'll do it. Like the cool guy. It's like oh, oh yeah. Oh no, they Mr. Love it. Clark's here. He wears jeans. Yeah. <laughs> He yells at us because we don't know who Black Flag is. Yeah. It's true. No, uh, uh, I ruined a kid's day once because I knew what Odd Future was and just ruined for that young person. Like, oh, the guy in the sweater knows Odd Future. They're no longer cool. <laughs> yeah, Kyle is basically Wikipedia. It's like, a low-level he... autism, I guess. <laughs> low-level? <laughs> I'm functioning. <laughs> That's adorable. Uh, so... Uh, I don't know. Like, what is, is there? Because I, I, I love having you pop on from time to time. I mean, do you? Is there one moment that you that sticks out for you, or like, I can't fucking it's, believe this it's is happening? Because it's actually a very specific memory. That that. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> yeah, poor and Kyle was the a, date and the time. <laughs> poor Kyle was emotionally gang jumped by the sister wives oh, when yeah. he first came oh, on. Oh, if you guys uh, uh, want to join a gang, don't have the cattiest ladies in the world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Me, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Well, no, but it was fine. It was not helping that Reddit was calling me the new Jonah. <laughs> that doesn't make me feel Whoa. <laughs> Oh, I didn't like it either. <laughs> so Guys, let's just agree. Jonah's not great at being Jonah. <laughs> what's, you you what's, finally put into words it, what I've been feeling all along. <laughs> uh, five years in, there's a breakthrough. <laughs> but uh, it was the Scott Atzid episode, which I wasn't even on. But it was real late at E when we were still over at the E studios, oh, the right. Seacrest World. Yeah. And it was dark. So it was just like Scott Atzit and, and his wife and you and me sitting in the studio. <laughs> and you were talking about the different dynamics that different combinations of people have on the show. And you're like, it's different when I host it alone versus when Matt's just here or Jonah's just here or it's all of them. And then you said, or when Kyle sits in. And that was the first time it was maybe a year into doing the show that I was like, oh, this is like, I'm like a... I, I am a part of the continuity of this larger thing. And that I had a long drive to a gig out in Huntington Beach after that and, and just sort of sat in silence for a long time on it, just not knowing how to process that. That is so fucking adorkable. You should. <laughs> it was just so weird. To Put it to ukulele. Because it, it directly sort of linked to remembering sitting in that parking lot going into that open mic thinking oh my god like those guys are so cool and that's like and to go from there to being like oh and when Kyle sits in and I'm like holy shit this is not, this is that's like a dream thing that's not something my life over the last three and a half years since doing this is all stuff I couldn't possibly fathom ever happening also Kyle is a great comedian uh, he's come a long way as a comic and he's been solid ever since I started seeing him perform uh, uh, so much that he's going to be putting out a split on uh, my record label uh, but like it's like if you have a chance Kyle has his own uh, cassette tape out I do yeah which I yeah, made fun can of you believe for. it I made fun Kyle of Kyle has a cassette out yeah. <laughs> yep so all you guys with 86 Volvos it's, can it's, listen to uh, actually if you go to kyleclarkcomedy.bandcamp.com it's also for free there hey, so you, you can get a free bro hey, bro we're trying to sell shit for you <laughs> he says it's free but, uh, Jonah, I, 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 I gotta say, like, like you have been integral in a lot of like development moments in my stand-up. Like, like, out, like, Nerdist was one level of impossible. But Someone's like, gonna sob in his car now. 
for different reasons than you think. <laughs> well, in my mind, I, I heard a uh, young lady over here go, Whoa. And, I, then, I, and then when you I, said that, I was like, Wait, was that Jonah? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Sometimes my heart's louder than my voice. I. I never That's because you have hypertension. <laughs> <laughs> I never wanted anything more than I wanted to be on the Meltdown show. That was the top of the mountain. That was I didn't care about TV. I didn't care about anything else. That show was the benchmark for what good comedy is in the world. It still is to me. It's nothing. Nothing beats it. And and the tone you guys set with that show, the style of it, the Salazar's high fiving everybody. This the I I went there on a date where I think I was almost more excited to just be. At the Meltdown show, Jesus. Then to be out you're not with still girl. with that girl. No, I sure out. Um, I'm sure out. my my girlfriend I met through this theater. She she uh, was a, a a writer and an actress in the second season of Her Turns, and we ended up becoming a couple during the course of that show. But that doing that Meltdown show, the face you're making is beautiful. Like, uh, it's all I've ever wanted to see. My goodness, situation. Um, but, <laughs> and and I remember, I think you, when you talk about this, you just get real close to his face. <laughs> Like, if we kiss, like, the internet's finally going to be satisfied. No, the world would end. The existence <laughs> would... It's like Time Cop. Like, yeah. I can't touch you with the world. We can't, we can't exist in the same physical space. <laughs> but I, I think the, the, the old, one of the few times in my life I've had to, like, suck it up and not cry a little bit was, was, not, was, was not walking onto it because that's too surreal. Like, because I was still working at a school at that time. That day, I was just working at a school, running my set over and over again in my head. And then, but walking off stage, and it was, Kamel brought me up, and then it meant that when I finished the set and thanked the audience, I turned, and it was fucking you. Oh. Oh, And a bunch of kids didn't get an education that day, because (laughs) your head was elsewhere. No, that was the best part, is I woke up the next day and just had to go back to work, and I'm like, guys, Dana Gould was on the show, and they're like, who? Yeah. (laughs) They just pulled out the two VHS copies of (laughs) Das Boot, and were like, watch this. From the first season of Working. <laughs> well, well that, uh, thank you, thank you for that. Kyle. It's been uh, it's been joyous to have you on, and you know, it's obviously, been the an more honor. Well, that's how I've been. You know, but the fun thing has been sneaking people, basically, like getting mini hostfuls in intros. Oh yeah, you know, that's that's been fun. Me and Katie just popping around and making Katie uncomfortable, and like I got to shout out to my dad got hip surgery on <laughs> like two weeks ago, and I was like, oh, that's he's a different kind of hipster. Or, or Matt talking about <laughs> like I was laughing, like I have to text my brother to listen to this episode because he talks about the five guitars Matt gave him. <laughs> well, uh, a huge hand for Kyle Clark. And then I want to bring out Katie Levine for a minute, too. Katie is uh, at the letter K, the letter T, underscore money, uh, at yep. KT Money on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, Katie used to work for the Corolla's network, and, uh, and I think one of the times we went to his podcast, or maybe I got a, a, a message from him, he was like, hey, it's Adam. Uh, <laughs> I got a girl over here named Katie, and she's a big fan of the podcast, and she'd really love to come on to figure out if there's anything over there. And so I met her, you know, I met, I met her at uh, G4. You came by G4 and yeah, we met. Yeah, came and to Web Soup. You came to Web Soup and then, you know, that was, we were only really doing a couple podcasts at that time. And I mean, it was four years ago, so you guys had been, you know, you, oh, like you mean on the network? Yeah. No, it's just you guys. Just us at yeah. that point? Yeah. And so Katie came on because I was, uh, I was just running out of time to produce the podcast. And so 
she came on and and has been there ever since. And really, the um, the the breadth which with the network exists is almost entirely due to Katie Levine. She produces most of the podcasts. She makes sure they all go up on time. She, you know, like writes the descriptions, makes sure that everything is edited the right way and, and does everything. So, I mean, you like the, the fact that you're listening to this right now, you, oh, she yeah. deserves a huge round of applause. Yeah. And let it be known that she is the biggest Seattle Seahawks fan you'll ever meet. She's shaking Just her head. Just start tweeting at her. Go Seahawks. No, please don't do that. Also, <laughs> I want to thank Aristotle who helps me run. Yeah, Aristotle. He's here somewhere. Uh, so, what... And also, what I love is that you've gotten a lot more comfortable talking on mic. In the beginning, yes. when we would refer to you, just be like, you'd yeah, wave your hand like, no, don't, please don't talk to me. And, but now you sort of come out. So how, how's the experience been from your vantage point? Uh, it's been interesting because, you know, it's, it's just it's grown so much. And I've seen the audience grow so much. And um, it's just been cool, like the people we get now, like Tom Hanks. And the fact that like Tom Hanks wanted to come back. Yeah. It's just crazy to me. That's awesome. Yeah, because we just got Jeff Bridges has been on twice, yeah, and, and we just got a call wants... a couple weeks ago, and he's like, "Bridges wants to come back yeah. on." Like, and that's so okay. Cool. <laughs> tell him okay. Yeah. Tell, tell, tell him we abide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the movie. <laughs> you seen it? You seen it? Now, the uh, what? Is... <laughs> The fact, because when, when, when the podcast first kind of took off, and it, it sort of took off right away. Like, if you look at the growth of the podcast, it's, it starts day one, and it just yeah. kind of goes like this. Even up to now, it continues to grow. And um, I got so excited about doing it and about the changes that, you know, that it had uh, fostered that I, I started going around to everyone, like uh, Kumail and, and, and Emily and Pete Holmes, and I'm like, you guys have got to do a podcast. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we're thinking of it anyway. I go, well, we have a producer now that can make that possible. All you have to do is just come in and do it. You know, we basically just created a ton of competition for ourselves, but I didn't <laughs> care because I, want, I got so excited about it that I wanted everyone to sort of feel the effects of it, not just the creative expression, but also having your own thing and having it help uh, shows and everything, but but like what what have you what else have you seen since you've been here? Um, just podcasting growing as a whole, like as an industry, and actually becoming um, thank like you, a viable thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was before that because I used to tell people I worked in podcasting, and they go, "What's that?" And now people know, and that's cool. Uh, You're such yeah, a Jay <laughs> from Serial. Oh Jesus! But I mean, it's just cool because we have over thirty shows now, and it's just fun because we have shows ranging from, you know, uh, the Mutant Season, which is hosted by twelve-year-old Gil, but he was nine when we started, and we have Pete's and we have Kurt Brownoller, and just how people come to me now saying, "I want to start a podcast," and I think that's really cool. And you're like, the field's too crowded. <laughs> I, no, I say so I'm people too as busy. young as Gil and as old as Chris. <laughs> Tom Wilson does a podcast. He's older than I am. Yeah, yeah, him too. <laughs> um, but because uh, Katie, you're whenever you're like a you are you are a sports loving. I am. Like, I don't fit in here at all. <laughs> Not at all. I don't know what you guys are talking about half the time. <laughs> it's true, and she doesn't give a shit. No. <laughs> Well, that's why. That's why if something happens on the podcast and it makes Katie laugh, it's a really big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone says that, and I like Pete always says that. He goes, "Oh, I made Katie laugh," but I'm just trying not to laugh crazy loud when I'm in the room. Like, like I someone to... we know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smart 
Uh, used to be my thing. I, I, I try to like kind of keep it quiet. I guess I don't know, but. Yeah. What do you? Where do you see? Where do you see podcasting going? Like as a, as a medium, where do you see it going? Do you I, see it getting bigger, or do you yeah. see that it's plateaued? Solve some plateaued? more crimes. What's happening? <laughs> Uh, I hope that it continues to grow. I think it will become more accessible to people. It will be in cars just automatically, like in the interface. Because, um, you know, as a whole, I feel like podcasting does still need to grow a lot for the common person to know about it. But, right. yeah, I, as I've been working in it now for, like, almost six years. And it's grown so much from when I started, which is from, like, my first day at Corolla. What were you doing at Corolla's show? I was a I was in a... I was a producer on his show, and then I produced a couple other shows. Like, I would do A's on the House, CarCast, which was my favorite, because we got to drive really, really cool cars. Um, and uh, then a couple other shows. Yeah. Are, are there particular types of moments on, on any of the shows that you produce where you go, ah, this is why I do it? Um, with Second Name, we had Tom Hanks. He remembered who I was, and that was really cool. Uh, Mel Brooks, when we came in and we introduced ourselves, I was like, oh, I'm Katie. And he goes... Levine. And I was like, yeah, like he had looked at the list and he was like, oh, there's a Jew. <laughs> no, he did. And then he goes, you're Levine. And I was like, that's me. And then he like made a Jew joke and looked at me like, eh? <laughs> Still got it. And, uh, so that was really cool. <laughs> and we appreciate, we appreciate you being the uh, Jewish soundboard. Like if anyone, if ever someone says something like blah, 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 Holocaust, we look to Katie and if she gives a thumbs up, we're like, it stays. <laughs> You mean if I say anything? Yeah, that's what I really meant. Yeah, if Matt says anything. Um, Jews but... are great. <laughs> oh, God. That sounds horrible. It really does. So but I mean it. Really it really does. I know, but even when you're being sincere, it sounds Guys, icky. Guys, now my girlfriend's it's almost, Jewish. It's, it's awesome. Almost, it's almost ickier when you're sincere. Like, yeah. it almost Is seems it? a little bit... Now I'm wondering about your motives of getting a Jewish girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> now I can say whatever I want. Well, Matt, adopt Matt. a black baby. Then I'm scot-free. <laughs> Matt tried to convert to Judaism when he was a teenager because he thought you had to be Jewish to be funnier. That's true. <laughs> I thought you had I to be funnier. I wanted to, when I was like 12 or, when I was, yeah, I guess I was 12, I, wa- my, I asked my mother if I could be bar mitzvahed. Because I honestly, for some, I was guess I was a real dumb kid. I thought, oh, if I want to go into comedy, I obviously need to be in the, you know. In the chosen in the tribe. What? In the chosen tribe. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Chris. Uh, and uh, so she even got she got me a book. She got me uh, remember the idiots guides. Yeah. She got me the idiots guide to Judaism. Isn't that Christianity? <laughs> uh, uh, points. Uh, don't cross pollinate. Don't cross pollinate. Please. Uh, Hashtag Herschel's bloody stump. Sorry, I get them confused. The shows. Let's the see p- these. 50 single women. <laughs> Chris, what? Chris, you're sliding. You're sliding. Uh, welcome to Shipmates. <laughs> Give me a drink. To <laughs> check in a box. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I uh, started reading the book, and I was like, uh, this is just the first half of the Bible. <laughs> I was like, this is too hard. <laughs> and then I, I just stayed Catholic <laughs> for like five more years. <laughs> Well, uh, Katie, is there anything you want to say before we send you back into the booth? Any parting words? Any, no, just anything? thanks everyone for listening. You guys yeah. are great. Thank you. Katie Levine. Katie Levine, go back and produce. And now, uh, 
Another very special treat because the show started on Super Bowl Sunday and the Super Bowl is coming up, and I do not have any type of understanding or intelligent thing to say about it. Uh, I have invited my mom to come on the podcast for a few minutes. Please welcome Sharon Hills. <laughs> Sit here. Yeah, and just uh, get up, get, get up on the microphone. Um, okay. So, first of all, you were great on at midnight last week or Thank whenever you. it was you were on. I had to beg her to come on. She was like, "I don't want to be on TV." I'm like, "You gotta. It's gonna be. Re- I don't know how to talk about sports." You. You know, my mom, first of all, my parents were amazing because when I was growing up, I had no content restrictions. They let me watch R-rated everything. It didn't oh, matter. Well, you that. did. Uh, it's just because I didn't know what you were watching. I, I know. But the second that you notice... Oh, good mom. Still right. Yeah. <laughs> the second that you notice that I was watching Saturday Night Live and I love Steve Martin, you basically yeah. just, here's a bunch of Steve Martin albums. Here's a bunch of, here's Richard Pryor. Here's like, you immediately noticed and you fostered that. So the fact that I had no content restrictions. Now, growing up, my mom, who was a very sweet little Italian lady, uh, becomes a foul-mouthed sailor when she's watching sports. So that was, the, that was the one time there were swears in my house is when there were sports on. And so that's why I said, you've got to come on at midnight and just talk about sports. And you did, and it was great. And you called Jim Rome a pussy, which was awesome. Uh, <laughs> And you started a Twitter account, which is at Nerdist Mom, uh, which is your Twitter account now. So, Jonah, I heard your heart again. <laughs> that was both of my hearts. <laughs> so, uh, I, I basically want. First of all, have you? Because you, you listen to the podcast sometimes. Yeah. Have you? What have you? <laughs> oh, really? What's your favorite one? <laughs> uh, what have you noticed? Have you? All of them. <laughs> what have you noticed about the podcast in the last five years? Is there anything that you've noticed at all? Um, you mean different from when it started? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just saw it develop. I saw everybody more comfortable. Um, I saw bigger names coming on. I saw um, Bill Gates' PR guy was an asshole prick. Well... <laughs> 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 Sharon, Sharon, if we could please just keep it to the list of how you've seen it progress. <laughs> Mom, keep it to the Gates Foundation. <laughs> yeah. Sharon, who you got this weekend coming up for Super Bowl? I'll talk sports with the only one who gives a shit. <laughs> All right. Well, someone, <laughs> someone asked me on Twitter, uh, who am I pulling for? You know you're not supposed to answer them in real life. You're supposed to like... <laughs> I did. I did. If they want the answer, they'll search. (laughs) Hello, computer. (laughs) A keyboard. How Who am I pulling for? Neither. I hate them both. Okay. (laughs) So it's... I... Sharon, that is not a good answer. Nope. You know one of them has to win, right? I'm not going to... No. You you asked me who I'm pulling for... There's a difference who I think is going to win and who I'm pulling for. Okay, so who you did you want? Who did you won? want to go to the Super Bowl? Um, if I could have had any team, well, from the AFC, I would have loved to have the Steelers. I love Ben Roethlisberger. I, I love no, that because our boss owns the Steelers. All right, great. <laughs> Good answer. Okay, 
you know, I think Brady is going to blow up his balls to the proper PSI. <laughs> Who's going to help him? Yeah, he and did that. <laughs> no, he's going he's gonna to blow them back up. And uh, I think they're going to, I think they're going to win. Yeah, because they're and in I know FU that's, mode. I know that's making you happy yeah. because I'm cheaters, you don't mind. I don't give a shit. See, that's, as long as that's we're not a, Yankees, I'm ex- fine. Oh, let's don't start. Don't start with me. I will start. Don't start. Sharon. Do not start Sharon. with me on that. Sharon. Do not. Do not fucking go there. Sharon. <laughs> I don't know who to side with. Your mom, Chris. Your What's wrong with Always you? Always your mother. What is wrong with you? What, what's the? Why are you mad about the baseball thing? No, he's he's gonna put down the Yankees because yeah, because they suck. Oh, fuck you, they Matt. Go fuck <laughs> well, let's see how Arod does blowing up his oh, balls now that he's back. Yeah, well. Yeah, fucking steroids yeah. over there. Oh, yeah. Go Sox! Nova! Why do you like the Yankees? Oh, I mean, it's, you know, tradition. I've always... I'm one of those people that I love the Yankees and I love the Dodgers. Some people can't do that. But I figure... Don't clap. <laughs> Thank you. That's my mom, Matt. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. Exactly. Don't clap. No, I... No, I like both. I, I just, um... Those Red Sox. What I about mean, them? How great they are? You no. want to talk about how awesome no, they are? No, no, no. You like no. David Ortiz? He's real no, smiley. No, 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 nice no. Nice big slugger out there. Oh, Who's yeah. David Ortiz? Dirt dog, like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not doing a bit. I don't know who that is. No, he's not. He really doesn't. Chris. <laughs> Let me tell you how I got into this last week on At Midnight. I was at Chris's house while he was away on a trip on Sunday watching football in his Big screen TV. And he inches, came no home. <laughs> so it's, 80, it's 80 inches, no big deal. Yeah, no. Yeah. And, and he came home, and I'm like livid. I'm pacing. I'm swearing. I'm just going off. And normally he runs away. <laughs> Mom! You do. <laughs> Where do you go, Chris? And I should have to known. To a safe place. To my happy place. <laughs> I should have known something was up. Because he was sitting there next to me and he was acting like he was kind of interested in what I was saying. I didn't realize... Chris is never interested he was in what Chris found a way to make money off of you. Was, that's exactly right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. She just pointed and said that's exactly right. No, no. Sharon, 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 Sharon. It, I, my, my interest is only... <laughs> My interest is only in entertainment value. Now, if that allows right. me to buy an agent screen TV or a robot toilet, so be it. But, I, but, but comedy and entertainment is my number one priority, and I knew that you would be entertaining. Uh, but, but you were more engaged with me during that second game when I was already ranting about the first game, and I was saying, this game sucks. I mean, it's a runaway. It's ridiculous. Sure was. You know, they shouldn't even be here anyway. They shouldn't even be playing as, you know. And then I started about Aaron Rodgers, and and just about everything I said on the show was kind of what I said. You know what? I felt like um, Sterling, like, like... I made a private <laughs> remark. Whoa! Mom, 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 mom. 
If you want to keep watching TV on an 80-inch screen, you better shut up right now. No, I'm not siding with them. I oh, okay, hate his Okay, guts. good, okay, good, oh, good, no, good. I hate good, him, good, I good, hate good, him. Good, no. good, good, good. But just don't no. broadcast him. Good, good, good. No, but, but I'm just saying, I didn't know everything I was saying and everything I was doing... Was going to be broadcast? Right. You were, those little wheels were Okay, turning. you scared the shit out of me for a second no, there. No, no, no. You really scared no, the no, shit no. out of me. No, I, I've hated Donald Sterling before you were born. So okay, good. Good, good, good. How long ago was that? <laughs> uh, you're in your 30s, Jonah. Never! <laughs> um... Were you ever disappointed that I wasn't really a sports per- that I didn't really understand sports? Because I, I, I don't think there was ever a time in my life when I, when I had any understanding of it. Well, I knew you didn't have any understanding when we put you on the basketball team. <laughs> and you were really good at shooting baskets. <laughs> but he goes out there the first game. I think he was about seven. He had a bat. And <laughs> <laughs> time to make a touchdown, fellas. <laughs> Hey, Mom, I got my basketball cleats on. (laughs) And we knew we were in trouble when we got in the car after the game, and he said proudly, I didn't foul anybody. And then we went, why don't you try fouling someone? (laughs) So then the the next week, he goes out there. He gets fouled, and he gets bumped in the nose. He makes the basket. He's supposed to go to the line for two points, and he starts walking off the court, and we all go, where are you going? He goes, I'm injured. <laughs> I don't want to be out there. I made one basket. I did what I was supposed to do. I was just no. let's go home and have pizza. So the coach said, uh, I think you're okay. Could you come out and just shoot the two baskets? He goes out there, swish, swish, turns around and walks off the court. <laughs> That was it. Were you Teen Wolf? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I wanted to win as me, not the wolf. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so no. (laughs) Explains all the surfing on cars I've seen him doing. Yeah. (laughs) No, Teen Wolf is the most basketball I've ever watched, by the way. (laughs) No, I wasn't really um, disappointed. Um, I mean, my aspiration, I, I always wanted you to do something in sports. I thought professional golfer mm-hmm. you know yeah. you're really good at tennis you're good at individual sports yeah. professional well, bocce ball yeah <laughs> hey watch out we're italian yeah <laughs> so listen to bocce fucking ball. hawaiian uh, <laughs> hands up the uh <laughs> yeah the I, I i've i've done a lot of things i've gotten to do a lot of cool things the one time that my mom actually cried was a couple years ago. I called her up and I go, hey, I got asked to do something. This isn't something I would care about, but I feel like it's something that you would care about. She goes, are you throwing out the first pitch of the Dodger game? Like, right off the bat. Like, she solved the puzzle with just an R. And I go, Yeah. And I hear the phone drop. He's like, oh, my God! Oh, my God! I've never been so happy! You're going to go there a week before. You're going to get a pitching coach. You are not going to embarrass me on that field. I was like, okay. So I went out, and I worked with a pitching coach the week before, and I didn't fully embarrass myself. No, you did great. You, you impressed you me. You did great, you yeah. You throw a ball. Well, I just wanted you to understand that 
the mound looks really different from television or from the stands than when you get out there. Yeah. And Just like you in need porn. it. And you <laughs> <laughs> mom, hey, it's my mom. I said porn in front of my mom. <laughs> you didn't pull out any of my films, did you? <laughs> Damn it. It's no fun when you do it back. Supposed to be. Oh, wait, man. wait, wait. No, don't, Matt. So you're telling me you ask about almond milk? <laughs> oh my god. Well, so anyway, so you think you think the you think that Okay, hang on. <laughs> Just it's it's not an inappropriate question or anything like that. In oh, your, I just want to know where the joke, in your mind, <laughs> in your mind, the joke, because it was very funny. So, okay. yeah, let's talk about it, dissect it. No, 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 no. I just want to know, I just want to know what your, in your mind. Where did you your, get your ideas from? <laughs> was your angle that you have at home an extensive pornography collection or that you had uh, starred in some films? Correct. Go. <laughs> So you think the uh, Green Bay? No, they're out of it. Why do you think I was so pissed off? Oh, you want a Green Bay to... Well, because I love Aaron Rodgers. I think right now Aaron Rodgers is probably the best quarterback right now. No. Yes. No. Who is? Yeah, Tom he thinks Tom Brady. Montana. Tom... <laughs> I'm just like, A, you knew a quarterback. Yeah, because he was on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> so it was Brady. Uh, okay, so you think they're going to win. Well, now, what, what about your fascination with the Dolphins? Because you're from Miami. And you were <laughs> I thought all... you were going to go to the oh. thing about Dolphins, like oh. actual Dolphins. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there. I know where you're going. No. Um... <laughs> where was I going? <laughs> There's like 80 steps ahead of all of us. I know. <laughs> okay, I am really down on the Dolphins. I don't, I'm, I'm not a fan right now. I think they hired the wrong coach. I screamed about it when they hired, his name's Philbin, Coach Philbin. I didn't think he was the right guy. Regis Philbin's a terrible football coach. That's right. No, Regis Philbin would have been a better coach. <laughs> no, seriously, he knows more. The guy is just not pro material. He should have stayed in college. I've just been, I just, I can't even go there. Don't start me on the Dolphins. Okay, I will not start you on the Dolphins, but I will finish you here. This is the most sports, the most sports talk that's ever taken place at Meltdown Comics. Uh, a huge hand for my mom, Sharon, at Nerdist Mom. And now. That uh, was like. Walking across the 38th parallel. <laughs> a lot of landmines. We avoided most. <laughs> but now, we just have a little bit of time left for... Does anyone ever remember, remember, this? Anyone remember, remember that this was a thing that we did? It's a question. It's a comment. 
It's a question. It's a comment. It's a question. What? It's a hang. It's a It's a For ten minutes before the show, we were we were doing meowacy, just putting meows into Smiths and Morrison songs. Meow. Now my meow's about to meow by your meow. Such a heavenly meow to meow. I feel like even though Tom couldn't be here, Tom Lennon's here. <laughs> there is a meow that never meow meows. There was a lot of fun So we can take a handful of quamins. Um, where, where's the, the, is it this microphone right here? So uh, no, it's, it's not a wireless It's your mic. laughing place, Kyle. <laughs> So who has a uh, uh, okay uh, right here in the front row in the in the boss hat? What is um, your name and what is your credit? I am Ryan from We Drove from Arizona to come to the show. <laughs> pretty fucking boss, Ryan. Uh, I actually got to so I'll try to keep this as quick as possible. Um, uh, three and a half years ago, I started listening to the show. I was a janitor at a baseball field. Uh, and uh, last year, I, uh, after listening to you guys for a long time, I got... I just bought the team! <laughs> you bought the Diamondbacks? What a dummy. <laughs> but uh, I got inspired to uh, do what I want with my life instead, so I went back to school for journalism. I got to interview you, Matt and Jonah, before the uh, My Ray and the High Ray show last year uh, for Phoenix yeah, New Times. Weird. And uh, as of uh, next week, I'll be starting my career as a journalist at a local magazine. Thanks. Holy That's Christ. awesome. Congratulations. Well, it's not. It's not. It's. It's not. Was that my way in the highway article, right? But, it, but no, seriously, but yeah, it yeah. was like literally like on a personal level. Thank you to you guys for doing that for and like and everything. And then you know. But cool. congratulations to you for recognizing like, oh, I'm gonna pursue a thing that I really yeah. want to pursue. That's and not, fucking like, awesome. We can just suggest, hey, people try this. Not everyone will do that. So, like, if you took the uh, time and energy to do that, then, you know, congratulations to you. Yeah, but thank you guys so much for everything. It was, like, a big, it's, like, a big deal that I don't hate what I do anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, so, thank you guys. So, thank you guys. Nice, congratulations. Right? The luckiest thing. That's awesome. Now, I know, for listening audience, please... Forgive us that we're slobbering over. This is basically like an infomercial for the Nerdist podcast. It's like, I love you, and I love you, and this is great. But this is, you know, like this, we're sort of celebrating five years. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Hi, um, my name's Dan. Uh, Hi, I not, Dan. Hi, not, Dan. That was it, thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, my best friend and I are at a stage in our life where we're trying to get into podcasts and stuff like this. So what was the thing you learned most from doing this for five years? What was like the biggest learning experience you guys took from this? Consistency. Yeah. Yeah, consistency. It, it, you just... I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, James Bonding will be out eventually, and uh, <laughs> Phoebe's coming sometime. <laughs> Matt learned uh, do as many podcasts as you can squeeze into your schedule as many different ones. Uh, yeah, Jonah's right. Consistency. Like if you, you know, whatever agreement you make with your audience, even if it's once a month or once a week or twice a month, just stick to that. And you can always expand, but start simple and grow and have people on from different podcasts to help, you know, like basically – Part of the way that this sort of digital media stuff works is it's a, like YouTube is really the perfect and, – and it happened in podcasting too. Hey, you appear on my show. I'll appear on your show. We'll share each other's audiences and when we pull away, we'll have you know, these, these kind of – these covalent bonds you know, where we're sharing oh. our molecules. Uh, uh, and so uh, – Regular Bill Belichick over here. <laughs> so I don't get it. Uh, LAUGHTER 
And so... We did a fucking question on At Midnight about that. And I didn't get it then either! <laughs> so, uh, consistency, sharing your audience, listening to your audience, you're really creating a relationship with the people who, who are listening. So, you know, I, I think it's always good when you're, when, you're, when you're listening to your audience about what to do with the show... Take the most glowing reviews and the most negative reviews and just sort of squish those out and just kind of listen to, the, to like, the middle, you know, because they, those tend to be the most balanced. Those are, you know, people say, like, you guys can't stand criticism. We can stand criticism. We can't stand rudeness. People are not aware of how they communicate sometimes. So they go, you this podcast is a fucking waste of time. And you're like, hey, you're being really rude because you can't take criticism. Like, no, I can't take a cock being a dick. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. That's different. <laughs> but if someone says like, "Oh, it would be really, you know, just as a suggestion, you know, it would be cool. I'd love to hear more of this." Or I'm like, "Okay, well, you know, because we don't always, you don't always, you're not always going to know what you're doing. But so just listen to your audience, form a relationship with them, and uh, and st- and stay consistent, and and just always try to figure out how to make it fun. It's a medium yeah. that you can literally do anything with, which is why we're like, why not do live shows at Largo? Why not go into a music studio? Why not?" have a screening and do a movie panel. Why not do Comic-Con panels? Like, it, it just, it, you can do literally anything you want with it. So don't, just, the limit is however, whatever you can imagine. You want to pretend to solve a murder, do that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I won't, I won't, I won't pretend. I won't okay, pretend. you'll actually solve a murder. Great, thanks, Dan. Thank, Thank you. you, good luck with your podcast. A couple more. I see a hand in the back there, and then we'll, we'll kind of scoot around this way and, right, and get to you guys. I think that guy's going to have to come forward. Come here. Come forward. Come to me. Yes. Oh, Kyle is hypnotizing using vampire magic. Uh, what's your name, sir? Uh, my name's Daniel. Hey, Daniel, what's your question? Uh, hey, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. There can be only one. Um, but I just want to say thanks. About like four to five years ago, I kind of gave up on my dreams about going into art, and I did this like fan animation a while back ago that you guys put onto the Nurse TV pilot. Yeah. And you guys let me do an animation for the oh, Jack and Dan. Yes, Jack and Dan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah who, know. like, ja- Dan- Daniel basically, if you saw uh, the animated thing with Ke- from the Kevin Smith podcast or stuff for the TV show, that was him. He did that. Yeah, it was incredible. And, and you know, self taught. The, the thing that was so amazing about it is that it, it looks like professional animation and it was just a hobby for you. Yeah, well, it's just like, like, I. When I get graduated from uh, uh, with my bachelor's degree, I had a degree in computer animation, but I was kind of stressed by some friends and families that I shouldn't go toward that. I went to more math uh, for teaching. Yeah. And I did that for like two years, and then like one like winter break I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna animate a little thing. So I had made like a 10 second like animation clip and said to you guys like, yeah, it's gonna be nothing. And, like you guys respond when like, oh, you guys should you should do this more. You should like pursue this more. And like I was like, okay, so like. After two years of teaching math, I was like, you know what? I'm going to teach art for a little bit. And I taught art, and it was really an awesome experience. Like, I had some, like, really cool experiences where kids would say, like, I couldn't draw anything. I could only draw, like, stick figures. And they would say comments, like, I would teach them how to draw a human face, spend, like, three months with them on how to do techniques, like eyes, nose, mouth, ears. And eventually they would say, like, yeah, I gave it to my mom. She cried when I, she saw it. I was like, I just taught you how to draw. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's about it. Is it because you taught the kids to draw penises, too? (laughs) He taught them how to draw noses that are dicks. (laughs) But, yeah, it's just to say thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Uh, uh, you. Are you you still at Jackie Dan show? Yeah. Yeah. Good. 
I, I don't really tweet much or post off that much at all. But yeah, I'm at Jack Dan Show, and uh, I do have an Instagram. It's Spellman Teach at uh, Instagram, and that's it. Well, it's good awesome. to see you, Daniel. Thank you so much. And then you, and then the young lady in the back. All right, meet uh, me halfway across the table. Oh, there Don't you go. help him. <laughs> Ooh, Kyle, you're vicious. Hello. Hello. Uh, my name is Matt. Yes, it is. Uh, Bullshit. You can't. What? Your name is Dan. We gotta fight the dance. <laughs> Hi, Dander. Uh, clunky. So, so there's there's a theme that you guys have had throughout the podcast that I've found really interesting. Yeah, it's called Anna Monaguchi. <laughs> Uh, that, I, that I remember Brian Cranston, but I know a number of other guys have mentioned that like famous people think they're going to be discovered. They're like, oh, I shouldn't be here. And somebody's going to come up and say, oh, why are you here? Are you really yeah, imposter go? syndrome. Paul yeah. McCartney said he had it too. Exactly. And so I, I was wondering if you guys feel that or if having other people say that has sort of opened your eyes to it or, or what that. I think everyone probably has that because it's difficult. It's easier to imagine. And I don't know if this is just a function of the human brain or if it's a societal thing, it's easier to envision failure. Like, and I think a lot of people are self-destructive and they, they almost subconsciously fail on purpose because that's a thing they can control. And people are more about controlling their environment than actually taking risks or experimenting with their environments because it's weird that people would rather not succeed because they know that that's controllable. And so I think we all sort of... It's difficult to imagine that we could do something that makes us happy or accomplish things like it's not allowed for some reason. You know, like, oh, don't, don't shine too much or, you know, you'll fail. I don't know if this is part of, like, Catholic guilt or whatever, but, you know, th- this idea of um, if something good happens, something bad's got to happen too. It's bullshit. That's not the way it works. That's the Italian side. It is the Italian yeah. side? Uh, if something good happen or something... <laughs> Something a bad now say pepperoni pizza a pepperoni pizza there you go uh, so yeah I mean you know when when uh, it, when things seem to be going well in life and and right now I don't really have any complaints you know I'm work is amazing we're doing a lot of cool stuff and I'm, I'm dating a girl that I'm crazy about like all this wonderful all these wonderful shut up you shut the fuck up you shut the fuck up all these all these amazing <laughs> yeah you kind of like is this okay is it okay and the answer is yes it's okay don't create Roblox for yourself like ju- the universe doesn't care if you succeed or fail it's neutral but to you, that- you to that point, like, do you do you have any of the whole like? I mean, because I, as far as the imposter syndrome goes, I every day I wake up, I go, oh, they're gonna find out I can't write a joke, I can't be funny, in like at all, and uh, it all goes away. Oh, well, they won't find out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, but I'm, I have that worry. So, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, like, I always every day I wake up and I go, I can't fucking write a sentence. Well, that's the thing. Is it? Is it? You know, sometimes you find like you'll you'll hear. I remember. Um, reading an interview with, like, when all the Friends people started getting really famous, and I think maybe it was Jennifer Aniston was like, I started to, one of them started to develop phobia of flying and all these things that were associated with it because they were like, it's all going to go away, you know? And that's, you you have to be careful not to spend so much time worrying about the what, what if questions are usually the worst questions you can ask yourself because you rarely ever say, what if I totally succeed? It's usually... Every bad scenario. So when you catch yourself asking a what-if question, just don't. 
Just but what if Batman and Superman were in the same movie and it was two parts? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh... So, yeah, I think we all have... I think... I find that my brain tries to get in the way of a lot of things, and it says, like, you don't deserve this, or someone's going to find out that you suck at this. And and uh, and I think in the end, you just kind of go, yeah, that's fine. And you just sort of, like, push it off to the side and do what you're going to do anyway. You don't have to listen to what your brain says. You can just... You can kind of just go... It, like, your brain's sort of like a shitty older brother a lot of the time, and you can just go, yeah, but fuck you. And then... <laughs> It basically just do 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 what you're gonna do. You might as well. Like if you don't, someone else is gonna do it. So why should you know? There's no reason that you shouldn't. What is it that you want to do? Uh, cinematography. And, and are you doing that now? Here and there, yeah. Doing. Now, are you being humble? Or are you really? Are you? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I've had some. Oh my some god! Money. You shot Don of Justice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, no, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've shot some stuff for Mercedes, and so that's been cool. And I've nice. shot some some features and some shorts and stuff like that. But um, you know, there's turn I around, always... look at the camera now. Go yeah, wave. Hi. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I mean, my goal has always just been to work on stuff that I've enjoyed. Um, you know, I've always thought it'd be amazing to to work on stuff that well, you that, guys do and stuff like that. That's why I think it's really important to be specific with what your goals are. Because you can accomplish some of the same things with just with different wording for your brain. So instead of saying like, you know, uh, how can I not lose this thing I'm doing? Or how can I not fail? You know, you could say things like, what can I do to enjoy my job? What can I do to enjoy? Like your brain will answer any question that you ask. So if you ask bad questions, you're going to get bad results, you know? So just keep asking good questions. Like what would it take for me to not be hard on myself what would it take for me to to accept that i you know you start asking those questions and you'll start getting the answers it's good to kind of write that shit down but it sounds like you're already kind of doing what you want to do so don't yeah. don't worry yeah i mean it feels like it but at the if same mercedes time, has you know. trusted you well you know i mean if they trust you and john ham come on come on <laughs> it's kind of like you're john ham yeah. if you think about it i mean they're german they can't be that bad all right <laughs> <laughs> cool. Thanks, Thank thanks. you so much. And then uh, one last uh, equipment from this uh, young lady in the back. Okay. Hi. Hey. Hi. What is your name? My name's Hetty. Hetty. Where'd that come from? Um, my name is actually Heather, but my brother couldn't pronounce my name when he was little, so it's Hetty. Oh, so we're just kowtowing to this little dumb kid. <laughs> okay. Now right. you're just Hetty forever. Yep. <laughs> anyway, Hetty, thanks for coming. What's okay. your question? <laughs> um. You guys are super inspiring and awesome, and it's so cool to have been listening to for so long and seeing you guys grow so much. But I, I have a question, honestly, for all of you. Were you always really inquisitive about people? Like, do you like asking questions and finding out about people? And, or does part of that come from, like, how the fuck did you do it? Can I do that, too? I think okay. it comes from the fact that I feel like I don't know anything and I want to try to understand things better. And what better way to try to understand those things than talking to... I mean, it's helpful to talk to really successful people, but I think it's also helpful to talk to people who are... Nobodies. <laughs> <laughs> Been doing that for five years. Uh, but, but I think it's successful. I think it's important to talk to people that, you're, that are on your same level to kind of understand what, how they're processing stuff. I mean, talking to 
anyone really. And we're still learning on the podcast, like even just on the Gates podcast. Like, oh, you know, I can talk to someone who, who is a, a, a fund manager, something I don't know anything about and still learn something. So, yeah, I mean, it, I think knowing, being smart enough to know that you don't know everything, then you constantly are pursuing knowledge. Because once, I think once you stop asking questions and once you're like, I got it. Then it, you just wither. Like there's nothing. Then if the you're Lord not, takes you. Then <laughs> the singer. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you What What is it that you want to do? Um, I'm I'm a writer and I like to write, but I like asking questions. So that's kind of yeah. Where to I that am. to that point of writing and asking questions, like my favorite activity in life is to uh, sit uh, and uh, create backstories for people that are around me constantly. <laughs> Like, like the other night, it? like for instance, the other night we were at Dory uh, and I went to this thing called Beefsteak, and uh, it's just this like big event where the, it's a charity thing. And there was a woman there who was a reporter. To raise awareness for steak. So it's actually a food, it's a fundraiser for the LA Food Bank. Oh, great! Uh, so but you feel bad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just surprised you did a nice thing. <laughs> I did gave you, you a guitar. Yeah. Eat these. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but there was a woman there who was like kind of she's like a reporter for um, um, ugh, these are left handed <laughs> <laughs> there was Send a there was a woman there uh, who was a reporter I think for Variety I want to say but she was just talking to Jerry Duggan was there with us and uh, she was talking to us and then she was like She's like, oh, my husband, yeah, my boyfriend's not here it's like, oh, where is he? and she's like, oh, he's at this James Bond retrospective and I was like, "What? I don't. How do I not know about this anyway?" Blah, blah, blah. So, and she was like, really kind of like, like I, you know, she was like a little. Uh, let's say I think she owns some cats. Uh, <laughs> so she walks away, and then I'm like, "Hang on a second. And I Google the the thing, the James Bond retrospective at Cinematheque, and it comes up. The date comes up for 2012. So then in my head, I go, "Okay." Her boyfriend died in 2012, and now whenever anyone asks her where your boyfriend is, he's always at Cinematheque at the James Bond retrospective. And then I painted a whole and I did it in like four and a half seconds, and I have these, it's, that's just how my brain works. So, instead of being inquisitive, you just project your own thing instead of finding out about anybody else. Well, I always find that whatever a story... This is actually part of why I like the... I love the, the Tumblr... Uh, 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 the New York... Uh, Humans of New York. Yeah. Uh, I love that Tumblr because that guy actually goes and asks, you know, just people with their picture and, like, he has, like, amazing quotes for them, like, stories about them, whatever. And I love that because that sort of does the work for me uh, where I don't have to make up the fake story about them. <laughs> but, uh, you know... I find sometimes I don't like talking to people, but I do like letting my brain figure out for me what my interesting story for them is, which makes me, I guess, not inquisitive. So he's not really answering your question at all. Uh, It was you asked, "What is? How do you be inquisitive about other people?" And Matt told you two stories about himself. Uh, Uh, Anyway, I was at this fancy charity dinner. uh, What was your question again? (laughs) All right, I was with the as. Jonah, how do you feel about it? <laughs> I love finding out about people. There was a, a movie called Mumford that came out in uh, like '98. It was a, it's a really funny movie, but like uh, it's about this guy that turns out to he, he plays a, uh, a therapist, yeah, yeah. psychologist, and it turns out like it's like he's not really one, but like he always had this knack for people just tell him their shit and their story. And I, I, I really like uh, I, I saw that movie. I was like, oh wow, I, I kind of 
really connect with that character because I, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, the world is uh, full of uh, very many shitty people, but part of the fun of living life is to kind of weed through all that stuff and find awesome people wherever you go. And you can find people that you would never think you have anything in common with and then find, uh, you know, people that you, you can always find something to connect with somebody with. Uh, and it's, uh, that's like part of the beauty of living life. I've I taken my birth, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Anyway, I was at this fancy dinner... <laughs> No, you yeah, weren't. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was at a bar talking to a stranger. Turns out they're real nice. They're from Arizona. I don't know if we actually answered your question. I just I think it's it's uh, the same way that I was uh, talking to Matt. Is that your name? They were talking to Matt, uh, the the audience Matt. <laughs> the same way that you can be inquisitive with other people, you can be inquisitive with yourself at the same time. Yeah, it's just it's just asking good questions and trying to learn what other people. Because I'm I'm tr- I'm just trying to learn. I want to do better. I want to be a better person. I want to be better at everything. And so the only way you do that is ask questions. Part of the question was, have you always felt like that? Um, I don't know. You know, I think when I was younger, I probably was more. The podcast has really opened me up. I think I was definitely more self-centered when I was younger. I just, I don't know, I was young and stupid, and I thought I knew everything. And then... Uh, you had that voice. <laughs> I did talk weird on Singled Out for some you reason. You fucking did the shh with your eshers. I turned. We got 50 shingle women. I'm like, shingles? Yep. 50 shingled. But uh, I, don't, I don't think I was always like that. I, I think, honestly, the, the podcast, that's one, of the, that's one of the skills that I developed was... I mean, I hate to say it, but on, but actually, like, talk, talking and learning and being interested in, in other people. I, I mean, like, it was, I think, you know, I, I just was so focused on my own thing before, and this made me realize, like, oh, yeah, I don't, I'm not the center of anything, and everyone's smarter than I am, and I must learn from them, so. Unless you're number one on the call sheet, bro. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Sam. Body. <laughs> well, uh, are you, you are you writing something right now that you what what are you writing? Um, I used to write some high school plays. Actually, can you hand me my purse? Um, oh, she's got a sample. <laughs> no, 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 I'm I'm I don't want to do this on mic. This is super embarrassing. But I actually wrote a, um, an adaptation of um, uh, Night of the Living Dead, and I'm using my character Mr. Dennis Oh, <laughs> you had me at Night of the Living Dead. I then to find out that I'm involved. I'm as excited as Matt talking about himself. <laughs> That's awesome. Are there? Can anyone see your plays? Um, no. <laughs> I can. You have a time machine, or if you're Jonah. <laughs> you were played by uh, Keith Alstor. Who? Keith, Keith Awesome? Yeah, sounds He's about right. <laughs> it was a high school. It was a high school play. So just fair warning. No, I'm sure. I'm I'm really excited to watch this. This no, is no, really. No, awesome. You don't have to watch it. I. <laughs> Why'd you give it to him? How about I do when I tell you I didn't? (laughs) She seems to really be coming around to my side on this thing. (laughs) (laughs) Once you start down the dark side path, forever will it dominate your destiny. (laughs) It's so perfect for a a play because it all happens in the same... This is great. Has this been done before? Or were you the first one to... I have no idea. um, My friend used to be a high school drama teacher and we, we love horror and zombie flicks and stuff and actually we wrote like a indie movie and stuff like that so we were like we really want to do a zombie flick but couldn't really find one so you wrote it you made it as a play yeah we we tried to do not even did and actually the the storyline that your character is in is in a um um i'm not 
if this is legal. I have no idea. <laughs> no, they, they, no one it. has the rights to Night of Living Dead, okay, so you can we do whatever you want. Sure, we just like took it. We no, you're allowed. Anyone's allowed to do a public screening of that movie, and they don't. There's they it's lost the rights. It's in the right. public domain. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah so I wasn't you can sure. Just start want. selling this. <laughs> I said to myself. <laughs> so you did. We did. What we did is we so there's the the house storyline that takes place in the in the the house which is the movie and then we added a B storyline which is the newsroom what all the news reports that they're watching oh. and so it goes back and forth between the two and the two different stories going on. Can I ask you a question? Twenty twelve. Yes. Do you want to put it up here? Because is it okay if I cry? Well, we're very booked, I mean, but I was just like, curious if you wanted to. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> yeah, if you, you, I mean, it sounds like an awesome idea. If you want to put it up here, Hannah's our theater director. I'll just introduce you. You can put it up here for a night if you guys want to give it a shot. Um, you could totally do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Oh, I, th- I think that's great. All the things. Yeah, yeah. great. Awesome. Great. Yeah, you should absolutely do that because oh it sounds like a really awesome idea, and that's easy. Oh my God! Thank you. Of wow. course. Yeah. Wow. You're welcome. Yeah. Dreams do come now, true. Now you oh. see me out in the alley. I'm giving her a hundred bucks. Like, good job. You made me look really good out there. Thanks. I, that will still make me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Hannah, just make sure Hannah. Yeah. Okay. That's Hannah right there with the glasses right there. Just talk to her, and yeah, you guys, can, you can put it up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Awesome. Sure. Thanks. Cool. Um, Thanks, keep you. keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> Stan Lee made a cameo on the podcast. <laughs> Meeting me for the first time is an experience that I relish. <laughs> I can only imagine how amazing it is to be you talking to me <laughs> in this moment. <laughs> can we do? Uh, can we do one more? You you wanted to ask a question earlier, and you're right up front, and you're a good dude. Hello. Hey. <laughs> I feel like I don't have a stand because you guys are right. No, you're right. Me. You're right. <laughs> you sure he's a good dude? What if he's like, how would you guys commit a hate crime? <laughs> <laughs> no! See, well, I told you, Chris. Uh, cut the mic. Cut the mic. <laughs> I'm Doug, and uh, this is really inspiring. Like, five years. It's really awesome. And uh, I, I had wanted to start a podcast for a really long time. And I, uh, I talked to my friends about it. And then they were like, yeah, yeah, okay, our conversations are kind of cool, kind of funny, like just buds hanging around and palling around. And then they were like just really inconsistent. And I was like, all right, fuck you guys. I'm just going to start one on my own. And I started one uh, last January. It's been, a, it's been a year. It's been solid. And like, thank you. What's for the name of your podcast? Serial. It's called You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Cole. What if he was like, I'm the real murderer. <laughs> You, you and me and and thoughts and talk with Doug Culp, yeah, Doug and uh, Culp. it's 50, 55 name, episodes. C U L P. Great. Are you related to Robert Culp? Uh, maybe somewhere down the line, actually. Okay. Well, <laughs> find out. We'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ancestry.com is one of the leading <laughs> providers in all sorts of bullshit. Ancestry. Hashtag WTF. <laughs> But yeah, so thank you. Like, Don't you make anything with my name in it? Or uh, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I wrote do a couple does songs. Your, and, uh, uh, does your uh, podcast need a website? Maybe you go to Squarespace. And, uh, <laughs> you know, actually, or if you're looking for an email server, I hear Mailchimp's great. <laughs> Mailchimp. 
And uh, if you want to do that comfortably, MeUndies.com has the most comfortable <laughs> underwear. Well, you know what? I don't like uh, picking out clothes, so Bonobos is really great for me. Uh, they well, well, us? congratulations on your yeah. on your year, Doug. Thank you, thank you. Um, it's now, every, consistency every week. Consistency yeah. every week. Yep. Yep. And you've, have you watched the Have you watched the show grow in that time? Uh, I think so. Okay, well, there, there's ways that you can find that out. I, yeah, I don't have Libsyn. I have, like, uh, just through, like, GoDaddy. Can't help whatever. you, then, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's interesting. So I, I, think I, I think I have listeners. You'll probably have a few more after this. <laughs> before, yeah. Have you ever, like, gotten an email from someone? Uh, I've gotten... point I, at a camera? I did. Just <laughs> so you say, I have listeners, and then b- stare down the barrel of a camera. Way to go, Zach Morris. Yeah. <laughs> Time out. What? Do you want to take a yeah, call you on your out. big phone? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, okay. So, I will. So, thank you very much, Doug. Yeah. Congratulations. And so, just as we're sort of wrapping it out, something that I want to start doing is um, we've created an email uh, events at nerdist.com because in the intros, you know, basically the intros keep the podcast free. That's where the sponsorships are, it's where we can we kind of promote our own stuff. And I kind of realized, like, well, why just promote our stuff? So uh, we set up an email called events at Nerdist.com. So if you have stuff that you guys want to promote, doesn't matter what it is, live show, or if you think there's a cool, like, oh, there's a cool convention in my town, or a, a book I wrote, or an ebook I wrote, just email your stuff to events at Nerdist.com, and we'll pick a few in the intros, you know, uh, on some of the episodes and just promote stuff and go, hey, you know, this sounded cool for this person. Of course, legally, we cannot guarantee the veracity or quality of anything. Uh, so don't be like, you sent me this thing and I got murdered. Ghost email. You sent me to the James Bond retrospective at the cinema. Has it been a retrospective for James Bond in years? So yeah. What if like what if like uh, some of our actual like like our some of our paid uh, wonderful sponsors like Audible or like Stamps was like well fuck this uh, events at nerdist uh, I know a really great event it's called Bonobos <laughs> I am a humble internet stamp maker <laughs> I am a philatelist if you will I am a chip who's gained the ability to read mail. <laughs> a kimp? A kimp. Uh, yeah, so events at Nerdist.com. And uh, anyway, I want to thank you guys for coming out here for uh, this special five-year anniversary. And uh, it's going to go up Friday. It'll go up, it'll go up right away. And again, thank you so much for – we couldn't do any of the things we do. If you guys didn't listen to the podcast, we wouldn't be able to say – Hey Tom Cruise, you come on a podcast, you know, and so that was again me doing you. Yeah, <laughs> he likes movies. That Tom Cruise, he sure does. Which ones? I don't know. <laughs> All of them. Don't <laughs> talk about my friend like that. <laughs> We've never spoken since the podcast. Uh, but uh, truly, thank you guys for for allowing us to to make this podcast. It, it's as I said in the beginning, it's meant the world to us to be able to do this. It means the world that you know stuff about our lives. And that you give a shit. And sometimes you know too much about our lives. <laughs> because sometimes Matt says too much. Uh, Weird websites that fucking document my breakups. <laughs> Google it. It's not fun. Because you talked about it for two hours on You Made It Weird. I made it real weird for me. <laughs> ha! Yeah. Laser! <laughs> Thank you for coming out to Dirtest Podcast, everyone. Let's, we should all do this together. We should all do this together. 
One, two, three. Enjoy your burrito. The end. Thank you, Chris Hardwick. Thank, Thank you, Jonah Ray. Thank, Thank you, Matt Myra, Katie. Thank you to Kyle. Thank you to Zach and Hannah and everyone in the theater and you guys for coming out. Good night, everyone. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Reyes Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.